Welcome to Hallway Conversations with Matt and Dave. We've both been teaching for quite a while now, but we still have plenty of questions about education. And this podcast is our place for thinking out loud together about topics that we think are important for Christian educators to consider. Welcome to the conversation. I'm Dave Mulder. And I'm Matt Beamers. And welcome to the podcast. We're glad to have you joining us on our hallway conversations. And I feel like we should explain that a little bit, Matt. This is kind of how we got started with this idea of a podcast. Yeah, this this is actually how I think I got I got to know you. Or I began yeah, my right. you know, we began our our relationship is that we would we would cross paths in the hallway and one of us had a question that often began with uh, I wonder or have you ever thought about or what do you think about or I've noticed this do you did you ever have that as a teacher and and a half an hour later we'd still be be talking about that topic right. or it would spiral into someone else and it always seemed to happen in the hall so the way that we're going to structure this podcast is we're, we're always going to have a theme for each episode, and then one of us is going to bring a question to for us to talk about. And we have not talked about this ahead of time. That's that's the joy and the, the terror of this. So. I am scared like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So so our, our topic for, for today's episode is goals. And I'm, I'm the one who came with the question this time. So Matt, I'm going to ask you the question. I'd just yeah. love to hear your gut reaction and response yeah. to this. Okay. So my question is, how much should we focus on goals in education? You and I talk a lot about learning targets. Maybe that's a way of thinking about goals. So we're, we're aiming for something here. But, but how, much, how much should we focus on goals in education? Yeah, as soon as you ask that question, um, and I will admit, I'm sitting here with fear and trepidation wondering what you were going to ask me. <laughs> but two things quickly came to mind, and, and maybe I'll come back to them. I right away... I right away thought of uh, a teacher at the previous school that I taught that did a really wonderful job uh, helping students with SMART goals. So specific, measurable, attainable, um, those types of goals. And then I right away thought about learning about learning targets. And But maybe before I go down that road, I, I'm also just reflecting back on my own growth as a teacher in this area. Mm. If I go back to um, the beginning of my teaching career when there was definitely lots of room for growth and there's still lots of room for growth. We're all, I, we're all on a growth curve. Somewhere. Totally, <laughs> totally. It's, it's generally for Matt Beamers, it's a pretty steep curve, but uh, I would say that when I started out that I, I saw myself as sort of the, the keeper of the knowledge. Um, like, I had the knowledge and it was my job to discern what to dispense, when to dispense it, how to dispense it. And I sort of, in my mind, and it definitely did not always go like this, but in my mind, I sort of, I saw a 45 or 55 minute class as leading students through, um, you know, a short story. I'm, I'm a recovering high school English teacher. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a short story or a novel, a chapter in a book that sort of, in my mind, I was leading them to this epiphanal moment, this aha moment that that if timed perfectly, and it never was, but if timed perfectly, would happen within a few minutes of the bell of the bell ringing, mm. so that they would leave um, feeling enlightened and enamored, and I would feel good about about you know, look at what they've learned today. Well, there was many problems with that. I had no idea if they if they were learning what I 
wanted them to learn. Oh. And I had no idea if they knew, actually knew what I wanted them to learn. Right. They, they left with something, but I had no idea. You know, they, they might have been focusing on completely something different. Something that I thought was a minor part of the class for them was major. And so there was literally no follow-up. There was no, because it wasn't clear to them. It was it was quite foggy, actually. Like, I felt good about it because I knew what I knew. Mm -hmm. And I sort of assumed that they knew what I knew. And I sort of assumed that they knew what I knew they wanted to know. Like, right. if that makes sense. Yeah. Like that. That it's like, well, how do you not know what I want you to know today? Like, I've made it clear, haven't I? Except I had no idea if I made it clear clear or not. So mm. so I would say one of the, when I think about goals, when I think about this teacher that, that I taught with in teaching smart goals and how to set goals, and if I think about the, you know, the gift of learning targets, um, you know, it's, I, I just feel like I was, it was just foggy in the class. They were literally driving down this road in the fog and I'd hope they'd come out at the other end, kind of into the clearing, um, having a deeper understanding, and yet having no idea, me having no idea if they had that understanding or not. And so if I think about learning targets, when done well, it, it makes it clear to students. And this is where I failed, I think. Um, and I hope I've gotten better and tons of room for growth, as we said. It, it sort of is, hey, it makes clear what, what we're going to learn. I think it, it has the potential to make clear like how we're going to learn it. And I think uh, most importantly, maybe that's not the right word, it's, it also says to students, here's how you're going to demonstrate your learning. Oh, right. Right? Right. And so, and that was, I think that was a big piece that was missing is, is they would leave with their learning. Like mm -hmm. they would literally walk out the room with their learning. And how they would demonstrate it would be, you know, an end of a typical end of unit test, maybe a, a reading quiz, you know, those those traditional assessment methods that we used when we started teaching. Um, but I had no idea in that moment, like what about at the end of this class? Like, and whether those were formal or informal assessments, I just there was not much opportunity to demonstrate demonstrate their learning. So. So I just see that I see learning targets as, as being so um, essential for stu for students and actually for teachers. So if I can ask a follow up question yeah. on this one, when when you think about writing a really strong learning target, what yeah. what's going to make it a, a better learning target for for some people listening? Yeah. This might be the first time they're encountering that idea yeah. of a learning target. So learning targets for people who aren't familiar with learning targets, they often begin with the "I can" statement, mm -hmm. right? I can whatever you know whatever the learning target like what's the goal of the class right and so i think when i when i started with learning targets so i need let me backtrack again i have a good friend daryl um who who's the person i blame for lack of a better word for introducing me to, to learning targets and and daryl is a really important person in my life has helped me grow grow professionally in so many ways and when he brought these learning targets He's the kind of guy that will show you learning targets like, hey, like, have you ever thought about using these? And I always, I do get it. When Daryl asks questions, I do sometimes stand there with fear and trepidation because it often is going to push me to be a, be a better teacher. Mm -hmm. And and that's nerve, that can be nerve-wracking sometimes. But when he got brought, brought learning targets in front of me, I can remember if 
quite honestly, Dave, being really resistant to it. I actually remember being actually quite grumpy about it mm. um, because I had, I had sort of this, you know, this routine now, my protocols, my, you know, I, I knew how I wanted to go to a, I wanted a class to go. And even though it didn't always go that way, it was sort of like, hey, I was comfortable with it. Right. And Daryl always made me feel uncomfortable. And so when he brought these learning targets, it was one of, it was one of the more uncomfortable moments in my um, teaching career, quite honestly, because it didn't take me long. And this is why it was unsettling and made me grumpy. It didn't take me long to realize that if we were going to do this, it would mean I would have to reevaluate everything. And I know that's a huge word, mm -hmm. almost everything about pedagogy, instruction, student learning. And that's hard to do after 20 years of teaching. Like right. your identity's wrapped up into it. Like, like I know how to conduct the symphony. Right. And now right. you're like, you're changing all the instruments, you're bringing in, like it's just... It was so unsettling, and I think one of the reasons it was so unsettling too is, is because as as soon as we talked about it and I thought about it, it didn't take me long to realize that this was a good idea, mm. right? I wish it would have been like in hindsight, you know. Yep. I in the moment I wish it would have been a terrible idea because I could have gone on with my teaching in my life, and and because now all of a sudden, you know, it was sort of like, hey, we're gonna, we're, I'm actually not gonna hold out for this big moment at the end of the class. Right. I'm actually going to name it at the beginning of the class. Mm -hmm. Well, that changes pedagogy. That, that It would just change everything for me. And so it was unsettling. And I had to grow into it. Like, if I think about learning targets when I first started, um, they were often around, um, oh, I would say they were more task-oriented or even behavior-oriented, sure. right? They were, you know, I can... I can create a um, a picture of the the flag of British Columbia, sure. right? Like it was just okay. And in some ways, those are simple. Yeah, I know what I have to do. Right. But the, but as I grew into it, and Daryl pushed me in this, was sort of like, but what do they? Have? What's the learning? Like, what's the deeper learning? Right. And so, you know, going from from you know creating a flag or or you know, a poster about an animal that's whatever, a grizzly bear or an orca whale, you know, to move from that towards, you know, I can describe the ideal habitat for an orca or a grizzly bear, or I can analyze the, um, the eating habits or any of that. It made, it made it really clear to students. And, and I think, I think in looking back, I wonder, and this is just a wonder, Dave, I wonder about not having clear goals, whatever we would have called them back in, back in the day. I wonder if that was nerve-wracking at times for students. Like, I'm thinking mm. about students. There are students who, and now maybe overthinking, but maybe not. There are students who, many students who are coming from chaotic lives. Just being a teenager can be chaotic, sure. right? Yeah. It's just a chaotic time in life. To come into a classroom, to not know what's going to happen or what I'm supposed to learn, I wondered even if that was unsettling for students. Sure. Well, I'll point the finger at myself. As a student, that's me. Like yeah. I, I like to know what's going to be asked of me, what, what's going to be demanded of me yeah. uh, when I come in to the, to the classroom. And so that's maybe a, a way of caring for students in, in that sense then, to, to provide a learning target. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting to think about, right? Is to think about to think about how goals, how making goals clear for students might be this in its own way an act of hospitality. Yeah. Right? Like I like that idea of um you know, like I I know I can use an example. I'll give you an example, non-school related, but how this for me. When when I go visit or even go to my my own church, I'm right away looking for some sort of liturgy handout. Like I want to know what to expect. Mm -hmm. I it's unsettling for me to kind of walk into a space, um, and I need to learn to do that better. But it uh, it is even now in my life unsettling to walk into a space. Um, where I'm not totally known, and okay, what's gonna what's going to happen? And and so now I guess I'm relating that to students, right? Who who might be walking into our into our classrooms with a with a feeling of unsettledness, which might have nothing to do with our classroom actually, no, and, right, and quite right. often it doesn't. There there's just things happening in their lives that you know that that are causing anxiety and. And even so, I so I almost wonder then to walk for some students um, to walk into a classroom, you know, to walk into to, to Dave Mulder's classroom and say, "Here's here's the learning targets. Here's my here's my hope for you and your learning." That for some students that might actually allow them to exhale a little. Okay, you know, like I've seen this in grade in younger in younger classes. Um, uh, thinking of a good friend of mine, Ashley, who taught grade three, she always had the shape of the day oh. on the board, and you could see from the from the moment students walked in, basically the shape of the day. Here's when you're going to go here. Here's when you go here. Here's when your lunch is, and there was times I was like, oh, like that's really methodical. But the more I thought about the shape of the day, I thought, man, like for some students, this might be the only place where they actually they can imagine the next six hours and they can breathe easier. So, so to come back to your question, Dave, it's interesting to think about: is it possible that learning targets and goals might be an act of an act of hospitality? I've never thought of that before of of connecting the and maybe that maybe I'm reaching too far, but no, but I like I the idea though. I don't think that's too far of a reach though, Matt. And and as you were telling that, that story, like the shape of the day, I'm thinking about that quote from Brene Brown, like clear is kind, yes. clear is kind, right? And for us, like maybe that's a way of expressing our care and our compassion for our students that we really deeply care for. Them. Like I want my students to know that I am, I'm a kind person. I'm gonna treat yeah. them with kindness. Yeah. And so maybe that kind of clarity is a way of expressing that that kindness. And as you say, hospitality, right? Welcoming them into yeah. the space, that this is a place for them. It's is not yeah. just my space that you can come into, but this is for them. Yeah. First of all, we all need a little more Brene Brown in our lives. So <laughs> let's just say truth? that. But but I love that line. I love that line of clear, clear is kind, right? I also think it has, learning targets has the potential to also help us as teachers like it's not just for students right i oh, think it, yeah, yeah. It, it has to help us i guess i'm thinking about um hey like if i think about the target as kind of the end goal then how do i plan backwards even in terms of my pedagogy and my instruction right um those right. types of things and you know thinking about having no goals and and no targets you know what's my pedagogy look like like how how do i know what pedagogy 
this might allow me to get there if I don't even totally know where I'm going or I know where I'm going in my mind, but I'm not sharing that with any with anyone. So I guess I'm even thinking about that in terms of my own instruction, like learning targets make will make, hopefully make the learning clear for students, but, but maybe potentially for teachers it will also make the pedagogy more clear and, and it allows them to be maybe even more imaginative in that because now I know where I want to end. How how many different ways can I get there, and how can right, I imagine right. that? Well, as, as you're saying that, I'm thinking like I've always liked to imagine myself to be a responsive teacher, yeah. right? I want to yeah. respond to what my students need, and that's some of the pushback that I felt initially when I started working with learning targets in my own yeah. practice. Like, well, how am I going to respond to what says now? I'm like writing this yeah. I can statement on the board, and. Yeah. Now I'm locked into that, and how do I actually respond to what students need in the moment? But I'm reflecting more on that, and what I found through practice is I think it actually makes it clearer for me to respond to what students need. By having that learning target written on yeah. the board, now I know like if they're not getting this, then I can respond in the moment to yeah. them. How am I going to change my teaching practice? Like you say, re yeah. realigning our pedagogy to those targets yeah. to ensure that they hit the target. No, and you know, I, I know at some point, if I think about learning targets, if I think about where I came from as a teacher, um, you know, I was in a sense I was I was driving the car and the students were were passengers and mm. and I'm not saying and maybe I need to think about this to, to necessarily I'm going to put the students behind the wheel, but maybe it's this idea of like we're driving together, mm -hmm. like it's this idea of like. It's not just me in control of everything, and yet it's also not me giving up control of everything, although I, I think as teachers we need to even do more of more of that. I feel like, in my mind, when students know what the learning target is and it's made clear to them, I think it also allows them to be more vulnerable, I would hope, um, and I know there's other variables that contribute to this, but allow them to be more vulnerable at the end of a class when you do something as simple as, hey, fist to five, where are you on this? One means mm -hmm. I, I've, I've got a lot of room for growth. Five feels that I've nailed it. Um, when they actually know what they're supposed to learn I, and, and you make that clear and in a sense you're vulnerable with them about that, does it allow them to be vulnerable where they're at? And, and like you say, like you're, you're such a responsive teacher, then it allows you to know where and how to respond. Um, you know, like I said, how do how do I help students with their learning when they're not even sure what they're supposed to learn? Right. It's fascinating to see different places we go. We think about setting goals and we wind up talking about hospitable yeah. uh, teaching hospitably yeah. and welcoming our students in and making yeah. things clear to be kind for them. Well, and Dave, this is how our conversations often go. That's so right. true, brother. Right? We start <laughs> we start somewhere, and and wow, we sort of circle around it, but we go different ways, but. You know, I mentioned my friend Daryl earlier. One of the things I've, uh, among many things that I appreciate about Daryl, is is that he would often, when so, he would hear a good idea or a good word, he would often um, be very public in saying, "Hey, thank thanks for gifting me with this word, or thanks for gifting me with this with this idea." It's something I've learned from him. So, in the spirit of learning that from him, Dave, I want to say thank you for gifting me with this idea. Of, of learning targets and goals as an act of hospitality. That's a, that's, I need to think about that more. But I do think we're called um, in, if we think about what does it mean to teach Christianly, like I think hospitality is a significant part of that. And if I think about that for myself, again, when I started teaching, I was really tight-fisted with my knowledge, with my goals. I wanted to hold those things to myself. And you've given me more... 
a motivation to be more open-handed with those things, including being more open-handed and generous with sharing goals and learning targets, um, not just for the sake of student learning, but so that they can feel safe in our classrooms. Well, thanks for joining us on this hallway conversation. It's good for us to be ourselves here with you. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. This podcast was quite literally dreamed up by Matt and Dave during one of their hallway conversations. Our music was created by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is an independent podcast created and produced by Dave Mulder and Matt Beamers. Thanks for listening. 